Dateline, 6th of November, 2011. Well, good day, folks, and welcome back to the Australia Desk for episode 172. And uh, boy, Grant, uh, I think we're going to try and make it a little bit shorter this week, but there's been no shortage of news here as the Qantas dispute drags on. Oh, mate, yeah, look, the, the unions may have had everything terminated and everyone's back in the air and the unions aren't allowed to do anything except work and all that kind of stuff. But, oh, man, Qantas are being hauled backwards through the ringer. The ACCC is up against them because they're not giving refunds fast enough. They're not keeping people informed. And the uh, refunds that they're talking about don't seem to be enough. So they're getting wrapped on the knuckles for that. And there's also this new Senate inquiry, isn't there? Absolutely. And uh, quite a CEO, Alan Joyce, uh, fronted a Senate inquiry yesterday into uh, just exactly what was going on with the uh, decision-making process, I guess, more than anything else uh, to do with the Qantas grounding and why they didn't use various parts of the Act that they could have used, the Australian Fair Work Act. In fact, they could have used Section 424, which apparently would have allowed them to telegraph their intentions to the government. Instead, they used 431, where they just basically announced it and sent it straight to the, basically to the industrial umpire. So there's a lot of uh, questions around premeditation, which Alan Joyce had to field yesterday. In fact, Alan Joyce ended up describing it as a McCarthyist style inquiry, which I thought was rather extreme language on on his behalf. However, I guess I'd have to say that Qantas did end up having a a win, a victory in the battle. I don't know whether they've they've won the war, but Alan Joyce certainly had a victory. The protected industrial action was in fact uh, brought to an end by Fair Work Australia. So now all parties have now been given a 21-day negotiating period uh, where hopefully they can uh, thrash some of these issues out and get them all sorted. I sort of have my doubts because really, Grant, there's nothing that compels Qantas to want to go back to the table should they choose not to. No, exactly. They can just stonewall. Uh, look, the unions say they're happy to go back. Some of them were saying they were surprised that there was no negotiating happening. They were there, but then Qantas walked out and Qantas is saying the unions walked out. It's all very, very acrimonious. And uh, really, there's only one winner in all this, and that's Virgin. Absolutely. And we'll talk about that in a minute. But before we do, Grant, uh, you know, Qantas uh, was very keen. In fact, uh, you know, they've announced uh, actually just today that they're going to spend $20 million on free tickets for their uh, stranded passengers as a, as a way of uh, trying to repair some of the damage to the brand. But uh, I tell you what, the news report that came in a couple of days ago won't help too much. 12 months to the day after a Qantas A380's engine blew up in a flight over Indonesia and the company has been forced to divert another of the same planes. About four hours after takeoff, a QF31, which is a flight between Singapore and London Heathrow, it was determined that there was a problem with oil quantity pressure. Qantas says the plane had to shut down engine number four around 90 minutes after departing Singapore and then landed in Dubai shortly afterward. Yeah, that's probably the last thing they want and actually Grant, uh, Unfortunately, even worse for Qantas was that uh, actor Stephen Fry was on that flight and uh, was tweeting madly that uh, he was uh, not happy at being inconvenienced. And uh, in fact, I think he also left his wallet on the aircraft, although Qantas <laughs> did uh, did find that for him to their credit. So uh, I don't think this was really a, a major incident. I think the crew just took a uh, very precautionary approach there. And of course, uh, that's what they're paid to do and well done to them. But it's certainly not something that uh, Qantas <laughs> would really have wanted uh, with all the other bad news they've had to put up with this week. But uh, Grant, you, you mentioned uh, Virgin and of course, we wanted to focus perhaps a bit more on, on Virgin Australia this week and really what a good week this has been for them in terms of PR. I mean, they've, they've had a lot of extra capacity that they've put into the market to try and uh, take up some of the slack that was left even from the few days that Qantas was grounded. But uh, speaking this week to Ross Greenwood on the Money News Show on Radio Station 2GB in Sydney, uh, well, their CEO, John Borghetti, he uh, took the chance to not only sink the boots into Qantas a little, as you'll hear, but uh, also to promote just what they're doing. You know, we always saw this uh, when it happened as not an opportunity to make, if you like, a short-term hit in terms of profit, but more an opportunity to show people that perhaps hadn't travelled with us or, for that matter, 
had travelled with us years back when we were a low-cost carrier to show them how we're evolving and, and, and how competitive we are and how good our service is. The fourth busiest route in the world has had no competition in business class since the day ANSET stopped flying. In other words, for 10 years, it's been a monopoly route in business class with ultimate, obviously, pricing power. We did say today that we're launching business class on Melbourne, Sydney, Brisbane from the 18th of January, but we also published the airfares for that business class. And not only is the business class product better than anything else that's in the market, but it will have fares that are up to 30% lower that, uh, that are in the market currently. So there you go, a, a really good marketing opportunity there for John Borghetti. And he went on later in that interview to uh, say how much he enjoyed the fact that at the annual general meeting, uh, Alan Joyce actually mentioned that they have a major competitor to Qantas, and that's Virgin, pointing out that uh, previously they had made out that their competitor was in fact Jetstar and not Qantas Mainline. He was uh, very, very happy, he said, to hear that. And i got to say, Grant, uh, that's sort of a, well, kind of an in-your-face statement to the board that uh, <laughs> could have made him king at Qantas had they chosen. Exactly, exactly. And uh, yeah, Virgin we're already introducing the new business seats. They're uh, very comfortable, beautiful seats. And uh, they were already putting them onto the um, trans-country ones going from the east coast across to Perth over on the west coast, which is a, a five-hour haul, quite a bit of a, a flight. So they were building up and, and working to introduce this. They were going to be introducing them on the Golden Triangle, as he said, the um, Sydney, Brisbane, Melbourne, back to Sydney. This whole thing with Qantas has just been a complete godsend for Virgin. And they've got all these people now who are flying on them who may not have chosen to fly, fly with Virgin who are now going, hey, this is good. Buy Qantas. And if they can just keep a little bit of the, this traffic, as was being said by Borghetti when he announced they were getting into the business market, every percentage gain they have of business market share in Australia directly translates to a percentage of profit. So their percent, their profit margin percentage goes up by 1% for every 1% of the business market they capture. So uh, if they can get another 10% of the business market, they're going to increase their profit and they'll be laughing all the way to the bank. Now, folks, we don't normally often uh, plug our own show on this show, but we're going to this time. Uh, if you'd like to listen to some of the key players that have been involved in the Qantas dispute, uh, our latest episode, number 77, uh, is a monster. It's uh, very long, in fact, over two hours. But on that show, we have uh, two key politicians, including a senator who's uh, involved uh, very heavily heavily and has been quite outspoken in this. We have two of the key union leaders and uh, Shashank Nigam, who's also been on the Airplane Geeks, along with a couple of Australia's uh, top aviation journalists uh, talking about uh, and analysing the entire situation. So uh, if you'd like to know more about the Qantas situation uh, from really both sides of the fence, get over to plainecrazydownunder.com and uh, have a listen. We'd appreciate you uh, paying us a visit if you haven't for a while. Oh, uh oh. Hang on. What, what is that noise? Oh, sorry, mate. Uh, hang on. Just let me hit mute. Uh, there what, we go. Sorry, mate. That what was on earth my, was that? Uh, you know, Grant, that sounds like an L39 engine starting up. You know, I've been in one of those. Yeah, have you? Really? Sorry, that was just my phone starting up. Oh, really? My, my phone ringtone. Yeah, uh, yeah. L39s. You know, you really ought to take a ride in one of those one day, mate. It's yeah, awesome. Yeah, you think? <laughs> Come on, I can't <laughs> keep this charade going. Quick. Do you think I'm going to pull more Gs than you, mate? Uh, you probably will. <laughs> What'd you get up to, huh? What'd you get up to? Uh, 5.5, and that was quite uh, enough. Dang. Dang. Well, I pulled the same then. <laughs> yes. So uh, there we go, folks. I no longer have bragging rights to the L39. Grant got his jet ride this week with our wonderful sponsor, Jet Ride Australia. So, uh, boy, I'm going to have to think of something else for bragging rights now. The space shuttle? No, that's been shut down. Oh, no. Oh, Virgin I Galactic. Soyuz. Virgin Galactic. Had an absolutely amazing flight in the jet. Really enjoyed it. Uh, did have to call knock it off at the, towards the end. It had been my uh, my first aerobatics in a year. Uh, pulled the five and a half G. Uh, he put me through quite a few uh, loops, barrel rolls. Was doing lots of like triple aileron rolls. 
rolls and things like that. So the earth definitely was spinning. It was absolutely brilliant. But uh, towards the end, just did start to feel a little bit queasy. So I said, oh, look, knock it off before anything goes too far. And yeah, settled down. It was all good. Okay. So we uh, can't call you prop boy anymore. No, no. But you know what I did to celebrate? What? About an hour after I went up in the jet, I was still hanging out at Echuca and I recorded an interview with the uh, guys who make gyroplanes there and uh, went up for a little bit of a fang in one of those for about 10 minutes. And it was absolutely hilarious fun. It was great. Awesome. Well, a big weekend. Yeah, from a couple of hundred knots to uh, red lines at 90. (laughs) There you go. Well, Grant, uh, speaking of red lines, I've got to red line it out of here. I've got to go to work. Oh, you poor boy. I'm going to go have a beer. Oh, God, rub it in. Okay, we'll be back (laughs) next week, folks. Until then, I'm Steve Fisher. And I'm still Grant McCarran. Are you still Grant McCarran? Yeah, the jet didn't blast it out of me yet. That is amazing. Very good.